Hey, Redheads and everyone else listening, I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrian, and we're pumped about today because we're talking about natural redheads and even by choice redheads, but right. specifically natural redheads who have loved their red hair their whole lives, um, or perhaps they're just getting older. Um, or, you know, Stephanie, I feel and like the color changes. The color just changes. And redheads, we call it browning out. Or, or some turning people, brassy. Or some people turn blonder. Yeah, from the sun, especially in the summertime. But in the winter, I found that your hair gets more brown and brassy, especially underneath my hair, I've noticed. Maybe because the sun, you know, is coming directly at your the top of your hair, but never really sees the back of your hair. So I've noticed that that definitely gets more brown and brassy for me. And that's why people have sometimes and this happened a few times recently, they'll look at me and say, well, you aren't a redhead. I know I know that you hate that, and I know our audience always talks about that. They write us all the time, and they say, they send pictures of themselves now, yeah. and then pictures of themselves when they were children. Right. And they say, am I still a redhead? And what we always say is, once a redhead, always a redhead. And then a lot of more mature redheads that are in their 40s, to 60s, we always hear from them about the same thing that they their hair just has changed. And you know, it's not for everyone. Some redheads, for instance, their hair color doesn't change and they maybe need a hair gloss now and then. I personally love using a color depositing shampoo. So what my regimen is, and obviously, Adrian, I know it's completely different than yours because you've never touched your hair. But right now, for instance, I use a color depositing shampoo in my um, when I wash my hair every other shampoo. And I put it in my hair. I leave it in for like two to three minutes. So I shave my legs and do all of that while it's in mm-hmm. my hair. And then I use a hair mask sometimes after that or sometimes the next hair cycle, I will not use a color depositing shampoo, but then I'll use a hair mask, put that in my hair, and it's a copper color. So no matter what, it's every wash, I am doing something to up my red in between the salons. So every, I want to say every three months, I go into the salon and get a hair gloss just to up my red And it lasts a little bit longer, especially, you know, if you're listening and you're experiencing fading hair, browning out, my advice, yes, invest in an at-home gloss or color depositing shampoo. We've included several throughout the last several years in the H2 bar box. But if you have a special event like you're getting married or, you know, whatever the case may be, maybe you have something that you're, you just want to treat yourself, um, Go to your stylist and ask him or her what their tips would be. And I know that I did that with my hairstylist when I moved a few years ago and she was awesome. And again, I go every three months. And then in between that, like a month into getting a hair gloss, I do notice that it starts to fade because the great thing is with getting a hair gloss is it naturally fades every time you wash it. So there's no roots. You don't see any anything that makes you feel like oh my god it's my I'm gonna see roots or someone's gonna know that I color my hair it's completely natural there's no dyes in it um and 
it's just a better way, I think, less maintenance because you're not worrying about the roots. But I do notice that after about a month, it has faded a little bit. So then that's when I kick in the color depositing shampoos, the at-home gloss, which that I leave in my hair for like 30 minutes, and then I wash my hair. So I really, I think um, I've upped my red. Like, I think my red hair looks a lot redder than it usually does. Yeah, and I think talking about hairstylists and seeing a hairstylist, Stephanie and I, when we were talking about doing this episode, we said we need to have someone on who is experienced with natural red hair and is a stylist, colorist, someone who is a professional. So today we actually have on Nikki Ferreira and she does Ellie Kemper from the amazing show. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I know the last. And she was in the office. She was in the office, but the last season is coming out on the 25th of this month. So it was really cool to be able to connect with her and now get her on the podcast because we know that she knows Ellie, you know, she's a natural redhead. And so she's had to now up her red for the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And I know that. Well, because she all, she went brown in the office. I know. So. I know. Well, did you see, I, I was actually reading this really funny episode. Um, and one of her co-stars from The Office, when they were filming The Office, um, she was put into a trailer and they just started dyeing her hair brown. Without even telling her? Well, she was she was just happy she to have, she was just happy to be on the show. Oh my god. So gosh. they were like, we think that you'd be better with brown hair. And so she leaves and her co-star is like, wait, you just dyed your hair? And she's like, Yeah, I mean, they told me to. And they were like, well, you shouldn't have done it if you didn't want to do it. But she's like, that's just my personality that she just she wanted. She's to. so funny. Now, do yeah, you think so that they went red? I mean, that they went brown on her because there was already a redhead on the show. Yes. And we did an, did an interview with her. Um, Kate Flannery. Yeah. So do, maybe because she? She, she's a redhead, they didn't Probably. want two redheads. Probably. Maybe that's why. Probably. But I think it would have been cool if she kept her hair red. But I know there was an article recently, or I don't know how recent it was, but Time No, magazine. it was recent. I think it was the end of 2018. So was it? Was it? Just a couple months ago. Okay. Yeah, it was in October. I just pulled it up. And I think this is so great. They asked her... You write that people treated you differently when you dyed your hair brown for the office. How so? And she responded, it was an interesting social experiment. First of all, I didn't realize how much I used my red hair and girlish laughter to attempt to charm people and get free desserts. When I was a brunette, I felt like people took me more seriously. I don't know if it's the characters I play or the fact that I'm a redhead, but people laugh at me before I say anything. This just happened at FedEx the other day. Now, do you... Yeah. Feel like that? I don't feel like people think I'm silly because of my red hair. But it also could be her personality. She's very yeah. humorous. Like yeah, when she's yeah. on she's Ellen, too. she's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very quirky. I think it might just be her personality. I, I don't think people have ever taken me... Like, I, I don't think that they think that I'm like a Lucille Ball when they see me. Well, you're they, like a... a like. You mean business. <laughs> I do. I mean business. Most of the time, I'm just like trying to get from point A to point B and get something done. Um, but I think I think that's really funny. I think definitely red hair, there is a stigma and there are stereotypes and people just do the stereotypes right away, even if they don't know you. So yeah. I think that is true. I think especially because she was 
born a redhead and then all of a sudden she was brown I'm sure it's shocking like I'm sure if I had to leave where we are right now in this podcast studio and have brown hair would you do, would, would so you different. dye your hair for a big gig no, let's say you were an, no, ins- I wouldn't. let's say you were an inspiring actress for like 10 years trying to make it in New York City and no. you land a gig that was going to be on NBC or CBS or ABC whatever no I wouldn't. you wouldn't dye it no I wouldn't that's how passionate I am about my red hair I, guess I, I would never either. I think you would. I would wear a wig. Yeah, me too. I would wear a wig for sure, but I would never touch it's kinda, my hair. Kind of like when Jessica Chastain said that she only wears wigs. Yeah, yeah. And I know Julianne Moore, she does dye her hair for roles. And I think she had to for Still Alice, or was it The Hunger Games? I think she dyed her hair white. I've seen some movies of hers, I'm blanking on the names, where she dyed her hair blonde. Yeah. Um. So I think that she will. Well, we're excited to talk to Nikki, and she just moved. So she's a hair colorist in New York City. So if you're looking for a hair colorist in Manhattan, ladies. Um, but she now works at Sally Hirschberger on um, 26th Street in the city. Mm. And we're just really excited to have her on because, one, she's a colorist, and she knows all about redheads and how to, you know, she's an expert with redheads and her redhead clientele if you check her out on instagram her handles nikki colors nyc and that's n-i-k-k-i you can see all of her fabulous clients that she's worked on and ellie's hair and a lot of things like she even did her hair um ellie came out with that book my squirrel days <laughs> and i when i saw the book recently in the bookstore i didn't i noticed ellie's hair and i was like oh my god it's so beautiful and vibrant i want my color to look like that and then when we um started following nikki i noticed that she posted the photo of the cover of the book and said you know, hair color by me and all of these awesome hashtags like redheads rule and hashtag Ellie Kempter. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe she did her hair. So we're excited to have her up. So so let's call her up. Let's call her. The H2 Bar Box, a monthly beauty subscription box for redheads. Each box is worth $80 plus and each product is redhead friendly approved. Head to h2barbox.com to subscribe and use code podcast to receive 20% off. Hi, this is Nikki. Hi, Nikki. It's Adrian and Stephanie. Hi, how are you? Hi, so nice to have you on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. No, we're so excited. Um, we love all your work. So we're just so happy to ask you questions for our audience. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I am ready. Okay. So um, first of all, we want to know how you got started in hair and how you became so good at it. Well, let's see. Um, Well, I did start playing around with my own hair at the very young age at 12. (laughs) And this is (laughs) with like really small little glosses and things like that. And I always used to beg my mom when we would be in in, uh, the pharmacy to get me semi-permanent hair color. And it would always be like fire engine red because I was a brunette and always that's all that's all I wanted to be was a redhead Aww. and <laughs> that's it that's like like I everything I want I was I was about eight years old when the little mermaid came out and I was and I was like obsessed with Ariel and 
her long red hair. That was, that was just, you know, she was like my idol. So everything I would see would be like, would be red hair. So finally at 12 years old, my mom gave in and she bought me this semi-permanent box dye. And the, the brand was called Glint's. And it was the reddest hair color you probably would ever see. And she knew it wouldn't show up on my brown hair, but she, she got, she, she bought it for me regardless. And she, um, and, and it was in, it was like probably the hottest summer of like 1992. And I, and it was supposed to, I think last like 12 shampoos. And I don't think I washed my hair for a week. Because <laughs> you oh, wanted man. it to you stay. To keep it. I just wanted that. I just wanted that hair color to last. So I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna. I want this to. I want this to last. I want. I want to have red hair forever. So I'm gonna just go as far as not wash my hair. So after that, I would just experiment and play with my own hair, and uh, I would walk myself to the pharmacy, and I would save whatever money I could and I would buy at home box dyes and I would experiment with hair color and um, do my friend's hair color after school and my mom would come home to um, color stained countertops in her bathroom. Oh my gosh. And (laughs) I was about 14, 15, 16. Like this was something that I would always do until finally I got a job and I was like pretty much living and doing, doing, having my hair done in every hair salon upstairs, downstairs of the mall and just cutting and playing with lengths and everything like that. So finally I asked my mom when I was about 18, if I could go to beauty school and instead of doing hair color, uh, the one thing as I was, as I was coming up was I wanted, uh, the turning point was going into Barnes and Nobles and picking up a, uh, a makeup, a makeup book. It was a coffee table book by um, Kevin O'Quan called Making Faces. And I wanted to be a makeup artist. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always loved makeup artists and I find them to be so talented. I always told Stephanie I would be one yeah. if I could. Yeah. So it's, it's awesome. yeah. And it's, and it was his, he was really one of the first and he had the ability to transform people's faces. And like he made Isabella Rosalini look like, Barbara Streisand from that movie from A Star is Born. Right. And such a good movie. Such a great movie. And, um, you know, he he photographed and had all these the beautiful my, you know, the the most beautiful supermodels, Shalom Harlow and, um, you know, Naomi Campbell, all the girls, all the big girls, uh, Amber Valletta, all the big girls from the 90s, like loved him and he photographed all of them in this book. And I just wanted to do that. So my mom actually made me go to school and learn everything. She's like, I'm not paying for you to go to beauty school. You're going to learn everything. Um, instead of going for, um, instead of just going just for makeup. Okay. So, 
So she said, you're going to learn hair. You're going to learn how to cut hair, color it, permit, whatever. It, you're going to learn the ins and outs of the beauty industry, and that's it. So I was pretty sure I was going to be a makeup artist, and I went through six months of, of training. And then within the last two months, we were supposed to you know, take actual models, like actual clients. And my first model was a hair color. And the second I picked up that tint brush, I was like, nope, changed. This is it. And this is, this is what I want to do. It was was like, this Mm -hmm. makes more sense. Like the application, the trying to figure out the different formulas and mixing and matching the hair colors. Like this was, this was what, what it was supposed to, this is what it was supposed to be for me. And I kind of ignored that from the time I was like 12 to the time I was, you know, 19, that this was exactly what I was supposed to be doing. That's because I, to be honest, I was terrible at doing makeup. (laughs) (laughs) I just couldn't get myself in the right angle. I couldn't, I couldn't like lean on people's faces right. I, I, it was it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we do want to ask about Ellie Kemper's hair because we're huge fans of hers, and sure. she is a natural redhead. So she is. So she come. It has a browned out, or I know it's hard to it tell has. in celebrities' hair like what it really is because well, it's, it's enhanced. If you ever watch the end of. The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Or it's either the end credits or the beginning. I'm not, I'm not really sure. There's a picture of a little girl with bright red hair. That's Ellie. That's her. Oh, yes. Okay. I (laughs) didn't know that. That's her as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And she had told me, she's like, no, I've had naturally um, red hair since I was, I was a, since I was a little girl. And um, she is like, she, her hair has has gotten browner as she's gotten older so we've um brought her back to what what her hair should be like uh would have been since she was a child wow so i know a lot of people uh when they go through this process of browning out or you know their hair color starts to change I've heard a lot of hairstylists give it the advice to people and maybe people who are listening who want to do this, that they actually bring into their hairstylist pictures of when they were kids and try to match that. Is that what you did? Absolutely. Um, I didn't have specific pictures of her as, as a child, but I just kind of matched up her. I matched up her skin tone and right. she has yeah. a tiny bit of freckle and, just um and her hairline around her face is a little redder than the rest of her hair so I kind of went off of that okay okay and you achieve it with so it's a dye right that she that okay and is that um how's the maintenance on that like if a listener is like okay I need to get a dye is that in every eight to 12 weeks in the salon yeah like what's the process um it depends it depends on how far from your natural hair color you're going okay you have to um if you're if you're going to be a really bright copper hair uh copper haired woman and you have say a mousy or drabbed out brunette hair color you're going to be maybe in the salon every four to six weeks. Whereas if if your hair does have somewhat of a natural, 
a natural warmth to the hair and the level of the hair color is pretty on par you're going to have a um you're going to have you're you're you can maybe stretch it a tiny bit longer like a good 6 to 8 weeks oh that's you know? yeah yeah so it really all depends obviously yeah, everyone's really all, hair is all, different I try not to have my single processes to go further than eight weeks because then you have to drag you have to drag it out a little bit. You have to drag the color down a little further, and the heat from the scalp, um, the heat from the scalp, doesn't reach far down the hair shaft. So you can get banding. Oh, um, gotcha. So yeah, what? So um... the color doesn't the color doesn't deposit the same that it does like if you go an inch further from the scalp as opposed to two inches away so it'll look darker an inch um two inches further from the scalp than it does an inch away from the scalp oh Oh, i didn't know that that's really interesting so So you'll see a band of color oh okay so obviously Mm -hmm. you're in the hair industry in new york city are there any hair trends that you think would is or going to make a mark in 2019, whether it's, you know, we read an article recently in Refinery29 and they said, obviously red hair was like making a big trend this year. Um, And also, I guess when it comes to your clientele, are you seeing a lot more people wanting to go red maybe? Um, Yeah, I have a redhead transformation actually tomorrow morning. Oh, (laughs) that that's coming in, and um, I think it's going to be fun with different variations of red. I tend to, I tend to want to stick within the uh, stick within the confines of what will look great on the person's skin tone as opposed to the desire for what the person wants because you know the tone of the hair on one person may be beautiful but it may not be right for your skin tone right okay so for your client tomorrow morning that's turning to be a red to have red hair do you typically do you what's some of the maintenance at home do you tell them to use a color depositing shampoo or maybe not because of the dye like what are some i love i i love if you can have at home um maintenance i would love the at home color depositing shampoos as long as it doesn't have the metallic salts in it which most of them do not Okay. Because a lot of uh, also um, color depositing shampoos do have low detergent rate because it's for a low detergent level, which has, which is great for color treated hair. So it's not going to strip the hair dye out of the hair. Oh, that's which, good. okay. Which yeah. is that's important. Yeah, especially if you get your yeah. hair done at do a salon. Do you have a Do you have a favorite brand? My favorite that I've had, that which looks the most natural is the um i love the davines alchemic me too that's what i use i find i mean the shampoo is has a very nice lather to it it does and the conditioner is just very moisturizing you can leave it on like a treatment it'll it'll um it'll leave a little bit of a deposit on it but it'll also it also makes it look so natural. Yeah. A lot of problem with red hair uh, depositing shampoos and conditioner is that 
it does err on the side of looking a little bit more artificial looking where it yeah. deposits tones that wouldn't naturally happen in nature. You don't want to see pinks or you don't want to see tons and tons of yellows. You want to see more browns. You want to see more golds because that's what you're actually looking at when you look at a natural redhead. Okay. Yeah. And we always tell our audience to, you know, stay away from color depositing shampoos if you have highlights, you know, because those blonde highlights will turn pink. (laughs) Absolutely. But you're not going to get that with, say, the copper, the copper of alchemic shampoo and conditioner from Davinas. Yeah, their stuff's amazing. I've been using their stuff for a couple years now. Adrian has never touched her hair, but mine browns Uh out and I use, I love their copper, that mask. You're so right. I sometimes use it just as a conditioner or I'll put it in my hair and leave it on for like a half an hour as a mask. And Same. I notice that my hair is vibrant after it. Yeah, but let's Absolutely. talk about- I was going to say- I use bit. the copper. I use the gold for myself. Oh. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, this is Adrian, but I was speaking of what Stephanie said, I may not have, I've never dyed my hair and never touched it in my life, but what advice do you have for people like me who are actually turning, I'm getting a lot of white streaks, a lot, yeah, a lot. And it's so hard for me. And I'm sure you have redhead clients who come in and it's such a complex because you don't want to ever dye your hair because you're like, well, I'm a natural redhead. And then, you know, and then you feel like okay, maybe the day's approaching. Where, so well, what do you do? You can you can use a very low. You can use a low um, a low maintenance rinse. Like say, okay, come in for a gloss and put it under heat, and it'd be like a almost like a like a clear with a little bit of gold in it. And that will cover the white? That'd cover the white. And what it would do is just, it would coat the white hair strand and it would almost make it read as as if it were a highlight. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Instead of like actually dyeing it like red. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. because you know, it, I mean, even I, I don't tend to, I mean, I would put maybe a tiny bit of copper in, but I would like it to be, I would put, especially if you didn't want to add more pigment to your naturally colored red hair, I would go something with a little bit more gold and a little bit more transparency so that you can, so that instead of seeing it just be and putting it under heat, Rather than, and with no ammonia, no peroxide, and this way it just kind of smooths out that gray hair and it makes it appear a little bit more gold as opposed to just a stark white. I think that's a great idea. I think that's really great. I started noticing a few on you, Adrian. Did you? They're coming in areas like on the sides where my ears are and a little bit on the top. It happens. I have a couple of girls that that it does that. I mean, it's... It's a very low maintenance, uh, low maintenance way to keep your grays in check. And plus, it's not really like putting, uh, it's not really like putting any color in because within six to twelve weeks, that color just fades out, just rinses. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. Have, I'm it's gonna, just uh, more like a, it's more like a cellophane. <laughs> or you can go into a hair colorist and ask him for a cellophane, like Sebastian. Um, Sebastian, which is made by Wella, oh, is yeah, a yeah, great yeah. product. It adds such a high shine 
Oh, you should try that. And Adrian. you can use it in like, you can get like, you can get it in like honeycomb or, and you can mix a couple, blend a couple of the, of the tones together. Honeycomb, they, I think they may even have a sunflower. You could put like a dot of their copper tone into it. Mm. And it's more, it's more like that orangey gold as opposed to that, that pink or that artificial look and is that a, flavor to it. Is that a product and, that you can get? Our, our listeners can buy or is that something that only no, hairstylists? I'm, I'm okay. I'm afraid it's something that is, I'm afraid that it's something that would only be for professional use. So you would have to have it. No, done that as makes a sense. Right. And I yeah, think, I think it has to go, it has to go underneath heat for 20 minutes okay. in order for you to see the high shine. Oh. And, and he, then this mm. way your this way your gray hair is used as a, um, this way, your your gray hair is smoothed out. It's beautiful, and it fades out within a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. And it doesn't have any. It doesn't. It doesn't lift or mess with your natural base. It's just a cellophane that coats each individual hair shaft. Because I feel like Adrian, if you're starting to see them more and you end up wanting to cover them, yeah, I think mm-hmm. you should go to a salon instead of. I've think- never done it. You're so. You, you want to know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would be scared and like I'm nervous to like I've never sat in a chair except to get my hair cut, you know, so it, it's going to be like shocking, I think, for me to do it. So um, I, I do want to ask you questions about products. I know you mentioned a few already, but do you have any ultimate hair products, maybe specifically for redheads, but that you feel like if if Stephanie and I or a redhead clients to sit down in your chair what are some products they need to have to either upkeep the red or just keep the hair healthy? Um, well, it depends. Do you guys have wavy hair? Do yes. you have dry hair? Frizzy. 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 Yeah, like most redheads have like... Barely coarse hair. Yeah, coarse. Coarse is a good word. Okay. Um, I really... I love a bunch of, a bunch of different products, but... Right now, I love the the Color Lust Shampoo by Shuamora is really great. And that's because it keeps everything super shiny and it kind of weighs things down a tiny bit, which is that great for frizzy nice. hair. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say, that sounds really good for uh, the summertime. It doesn't have a color. It doesn't have any color, color depositing abilities, but it's, it is, it's really good. It's, um trying to think of another shampoo i really like i love the blueberry shampoo by christoph robin it's one of his his copper have you used that his copper is great yeah i I love it it. his copper is great it's not very it's not as vibrant as the as the dobbinest no um, it's not copper you're right but it's actually it's good for somebody who is a very very light strawberry blonde almost like an amy adams or an isla fisher you're right beautiful you're not getting you're not getting a um you're not getting a vibrant copper like if you were to ever meet me i have a vibrant copper hair you're not getting that uh with the with that with that one but it's beautiful it's nourishing his products are his his the packaging is beautiful christoph robin himself is a lovely lovely man oh that's so so good to hear i love when oh my god i love him oh that's amazing He's great. And, um, but, uh, his, his pro actually 
his line across the board, bar none, is probably one of the best shampoo lines I've ever used. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, we're gonna, that's telling yeah. you that's saying, saying something. Because right. I'm sure you've tried a yeah. lot. <laughs> I love I love his stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I've and too. I've tried I've tried a bunch of it. Like his vol his rose volumizing shampoo is is great. I use his uh, sea salt scrub, yes. and I tell clients that have that have like um, that have dry itchy scalp. If you have, I have like a dry itchy kind of, scalp. This is yeah, yeah. Red has, red has really scrub. suffer with that. Yeah. Get the sea salt scrub and get the prickly pear mask to do once a week at least. Oh, okay. And that will help the itchy scalp? Yeah, mine's uh-huh. bad. If you find that it's like a little bit like a psoriasis type itch. It's not like it- that. It's more I noticed it. I notice it right around every November when the season's changing and the, the temperature's dropping. I notice that mm-hmm. my scalp in the back, like where my ponytail rests kind of. Um, yeah. it's just like itchy okay. and then I get the same thing. Yeah. So I try not to really irritate it with like a brush or anything, but it's better now that I think it's just that November, December, every year gets like that. So I've heard like peppermint oil helps and some other things, uh-huh. but it's nice to know that he has products that you can use on a weekly basis to help it. Yeah. Anytime, anytime anybody has ever said that they, that they've, um, had dry, itchy scalp, They've, they've had, um, I've said, I've said to get the, uh, to get that. Okay. And it, and it, and it helps. It helps with like, helps with dandruff. It's great. Yeah. Especially in and the then, summertime. And then it, but, but the thing is, is that it does, since it is, it has like actual salt, like dead sea salt crystals in it. It does leave the ends of your hair a little dry. So what I tell them is to pair it with the prickly pear mask. Okay. And that is amazing. Oh, we're going to have to try that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing it this weekend. Because in the summertime, we get, or I I try not to anymore, but growing up, our parent, my our mom, our parents never gave us hats. So we didn't wear a lot of hats. So we would get really bad scalp sunburns. And that was really irritating. So I think, you know, that's a question that we get asked a lot in the summer. So I'm sure a product like that would help would too, help. Yeah, to help with the, absolutely. the pain of a sunburn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't actually for that. I don't know. With salt. Maybe um, not, but you want to know, you know what he has. That's really good. You got, I, I'm a product junkie. If you can't, no, <laughs> you can't we love it. it. So we. I we love, love products. Yeah. He has a really good, he does this thing called an aloe shampoo bar. Oh, get that that yeah, sounds that. so lovely so maybe use the aloe after a sunburn yeah and then as you're yes. as when it's already healed and it maybe yes. that's when you use the salt love that. oh my god you would die it is so good yeah the aloe shampoo bar it's it's moisturizing it's for all hair types it's great and i feel like shampoo bars are kind of having a little comeback i'm seeing them more he was like one of the first people to do it was to be he? honest yeah, this happened like a couple of years ago. Wow, yeah, because I'm mm-hmm. seeing it a lot more on Instagram, kind of like, you know, sheet masks and eye masks. All those things are so yeah. popular. I'm seeing more shampoo bars. No, do it. Okay. He's, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for your time. Um, and, and thank your you. Tips. Thank you so Yeah. For your tips, but for making Ellie Kemper's hair so beautiful. I mean, we admire it and we admire all your work on Instagram. Yeah. So you're a true artist and you're so inspiring. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. And thank you for having me on your podcast. This is this is so exciting for me. It's one of my first times doing this, so oh. I'm really honored to have been a part of this. Yeah, we yeah. can't ha- can't wait to have you on more articles on howtobearedhead.com. So thank you. Absolutely, anytime. You're welcome. All right, okay. have a great day. Thank you, Nikki. You too. Bye. Bye. The H2 Bar Box, a monthly beauty subscription box for redheads. Each box is worth eighty dollars plus, and each product is redhead friendly approved. Head to h2barbox.com to subscribe and use code podcast to receive 20% off. How sweet is she? She's so great. And I she's know. she's so lovely to talk to. And I know she knows so many products. You know, she said she's a product junkie, which after Marie Kondo, I'm trying not to be. <laughs> is it sparking joy in my life? This January. <laughs> come on. Everyone has but to be I on wanna Marie buy, Kondo. But I think hair train. products can have an exception because they do spark joy. But all the ones that she mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, know, they are amazing. And, um, you know, I, I think that it's so cool, too, to talk with her. And like, it's so cool to talk with her because you see someone like Ellie Kemper and her beautiful red hair. And then all of a sudden you're talking with the hairstylist. And you sometimes, especially in New York City, when you speak with artists, it's not that easy to talk with them. You know, they they it's just some of the personalities. But to come across someone like her. Yeah, she's so wonderful. I agree. She's so nice. Anyone can talk with her. And I think that that's probably why she's so successful because people like can just talk with her. And I know that redheads love to talk about hair fading. And it's one of the hottest topics on oh, our yeah. website, our oh, social yeah. media. Number one. Number like, one. In earlier today, we did Insta stories on how I talked about dyeing my hair blonde for seven years. Yeah. And you got... So many people wrote in, so many followers saying, oh, my hair used to be red. I unfortunately, you know, it's browned out. We write them right away. There are products out there and things that you can do to help if your hair is browning out. And then, you know, you don't need to dye it. I think that she dyes Ellie Kemper's hair, but you don't have to dye. Like the advice she gave me was not a dye. No, which I love. Yeah. It was a hair it's comforting gloss. <laughs> yeah. And you got your tips. You have to go into a salon. Yeah. Yeah. Those honestly, whites I'm, are coming in, folks. I'm definitely gonna be documenting it on how to be a redhead when I do decide to do it because I know so many people are gonna feel the same way I feel. Um, our grandmother was a natural redhead and she went completely white at twenty seven. So now that I'm thirty one, I feel like maybe I'm over the hump a little bit more than her, but I was expecting to go white early. So um, I mean I'm not completely white. Obviously it's just like a few strands here and there, but I do know that my hairstylist who just recently saw me, she told me that she gives me about five Five more years until I have to actually do that and if I do anything it's kind of premature but we'll see you know maybe I just need to relax a little bit more and not work as much and yeah <laughs> and maybe the whites won't come in as much <laughs> yeah so we'll have her product recommendations in the notes section so stay tuned for that and like always rock, rock it like, like a redhead, redhead.